Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps people like to listen to? You know, Spotify, Anchor, Apple, etc., etc. How do I make money from my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free. Who doesn't love free? And ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. That's right. Free platform, free sponsorship. What more could you ask for? So if you've always wanted to start a podcast, make money doing it, etc., go to anchor.fm slash start, anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. Once again, that's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Please get started. It's all love. This is a great space for the creative Anchor podcast. Once again, that's anchor.fm slash start. Hey, what's going on, Thomas? Mike, check one, two. How's it going, my man? I'm doing good. How about you? Pretty good. I can't complain. You know, it's a good day here in the city. Metro Detroit, man. The sun's shining. It's a nice little breeze. I, I can't complain, my man. Oh, yeah. That sounds beautiful. Pretty pretty similar to my day out here in uh, California. So we're, we're blessed all around then. Yes, sir. I, you know what? I figured, uh, I figured you was on West Coast time when you told me. So I was like, man, he said one o'clock and I was about to call you and uh and give you the information for the link and everything. And I was like, wow, his his one o'clock is our four o'clock. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. My bad on that one. It's all good. It's all good. Ignorant Intelligent Podcast. I want to thank everybody for uh, liking, subscribing, commenting and uh, just giving me feedback and for the guests who have joined the show. Thank you once again. And for future guests. Uh, like my man Jeet here, I really appreciate you guys too. So go ahead and introduce yourself to the people, man, and and we'll get going. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, yeah, my name is Jeet Banerjee. I'm currently 26 years old. Uh, I've been an entrepreneur since I was 17 years old, so almost reaching a decade now. Um, I've started over 15 companies in those nine years, uh, some of which have uh, been very successful. I've sold two companies and a bunch of others that have been massive failures. So I've kind of been around the block with entrepreneurship. And in addition to that, I do a lot of consulting, you know, helping other people kind of get jump started with their dreams and their entrepreneurial careers. And I do a little bit of speaking as well, done a TED talk. So that's a little bit about myself. Yeah, man, we're going to dwell into all of that, man. Can you go ahead and just talk about uh, your your journey, right, from that 17-year-old ambitious kid up until now? Can you just go ahead and give us a little bit of uh, insight on what, what it was like starting a business and what it was like also uh, what it takes to maintain it while also maintaining that, uh, that ambition and that drive to uh, accomplish a goal? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, even just to give the audience a little bit of background before I became an entrepreneur. So, you know, I was by no means like, of course, people have this perception that, you know, uh, entrepreneurs are these like straight A, super high IQ, super crazy individuals. And 
I, I like to remind people that, you know, I was just a regular person uh, when I was like 15. So I was a troublemaker, getting in trouble, getting kicked out of class, barely graduated high school, C student. So I was I was just a regular kid. And um, it really began for me when I was 15. My dad was just kind of done with my antics. Like I was just this rebellious kid. And he was like, I'm over it. Like if you if you want to keep doing this type of thing, you need to go get a job. You need to go get serious about life. And he was just like, I'm only paying for food, clothing, shelter, basic necessities. Everything else is on you. So being that I was 15 and already kind of like a bratty 15 year old, I was like, man, this sucks. So I started just going out and getting jobs, right? Just any run of the mill job you can get at 15, you know, cleaning mm-hmm. doors, answering phones, door to door sales all this good stuff and i pretty much quit or got fired from every single job and i did almost 12 (laughs) different jobs in two years so there was something not right and my whole plan in life was oh i'll go to college study business get a business degree and then work at corporate nine to five and here i was not able to work you know 10 15 hours a week after school so i really felt like something was wrong and so finally my senior year of high school i was 17 i just kind of hopped on uh google and i just kind of started typing in my so-called symptoms of why I couldn't work a job and the first thing I saw I remember vividly was this video from Richard Branson where he talks about like if if you feel x y and z the same symptoms that I had then you're not meant to be an employee you're meant to be an entrepreneur and from that moment forward like it opened my eyes and I was like man that's what I want to do for the rest of my life like I'm never working for anyone else again so at 17 the only thing i really knew a lot about i was kind of like a big gamer I used to play a lot of computer games etc so kind of knew a lot about like web the web internet and kind of websites and stuff like that so i said you know what i'm going to start a web design company so that's the first company that i started at 17 started a web design web development social media company we had that running for about two years i grew it to about 20 plus employees before selling that company And then from there, I decided to move into a different industry. So I decided to kind of launch a ed tech startup where pretty much we were helping students get into college by like analyzing their college applications and telling them what their chances of admission were uh, using software. So we ended up having a lot of success with that company as well. Grew it to almost uh, 250,000 users before we sold that company as well. So, um, yeah, so that was kind of like my second company. And while I was kind of doing that second company, I was doing a lot of like side projects. Um, so like I'm, I'm, I'm a very serial entrepreneur. So even when I had one business, even if it was doing well and stuff like that, I would kind of tend to get bored or I would just kind of tend to constantly have ideas that I wanted to implement. So that's where, you know, I was launching all kinds of different businesses, you know, mobile app games. I was, um, you know, writing books. Uh, doing all kinds of stuff, launching consulting, consulting businesses, all that good stuff. And so, uh, yeah, that's pretty much kind of like a brief outline of my journey. And then in between, I was doing like speaking events. I did actually a TED talk when I was 21, which was like super awesome talking about the perfect time to pursue your dreams. So that's kind of a brief rundown of my journey. Mm. You know, what's important about this whole spill you just gave was number one, you didn't give up on yourself, right? You know, you, your parents were on you. Uh, I'm assuming, you know, school kind of failed you. You know what I'm saying? They didn't really... Uh, school really isn't built for people who have their own mind. You know what I'm saying? Like, people who yeah. have their own vision of what life can be besides the American dream of what's pumped to us, which is the 9 to 5, the corporate job, you know, get a desk job, collegiate career. You, you know what I mean? Like... Mm-hmm. It, it, society doesn't really try to groom people 
to go after their dreams. It's really just sold to you to do it. But when it comes to the tangible aspects of it, you know, children are neglected in those ways. So can you talk about, you know, um, what, what are ways that we as a society should do in order to encourage more entrepreneurship? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you hit the nail on the head when you said it that, yeah, a school just school just teaches people to like think and behave in one way and school doesn't really do a lot for a lot of people in a lot of ways. Like it doesn't teach you how to do taxes or how to budget or how to do so many important skills that you need to do when you're a grown up or a working individual. But um, mm-hmm. I think the biggest I think the biggest thing with um, society is I think they just need to drop all the stigmas, right? Like I remember when I first started as an entrepreneur at 17, I was like, oh, I want to become an entrepreneur. I started telling my friends and family. The first thing they said that, oh, entrepreneur is just the word for someone who's unemployed or broke. And I was like, wait, what? Like, no, it means starting your own business. And they're like, oh, no, all these people out there that call themselves entrepreneurs are just unemployed, but they don't want to use the word unemployed. So I feel like society has just given entrepreneurship <laughs> like this entire like uh, like negative stigma, right? Yeah, like, it's a bad rap. Yeah, it's like, just like a bad rap. Like, oh, like if you're it's it's not the right path to take only only like a few couple people make it you have a better chance of winning the lottery so i hear a lot of these crazy things and i'm just like a lot of it i think comes down to like ignorance a lot of people just haven't given entrepreneurship a fair chance or a fair go because you know like if you talk about entrepreneurship with someone that doesn't hasn't ever done it before it's a complete foreign topic to them and most people just want to discredit it because from a young age whether it's their parents or society or school they're constantly telling them oh good degree good job good life those are like the three three levels that you hear nobody will ever say you know um create your own vision pursue your own vision good life right like there there's no like trend or no even saying for you know entrepreneurship and i think the biggest thing is that society just has to really drop the stigmas like it's totally okay if not everyone in society wants to be an entrepreneur but i think just being educated on what entrepreneurship really is and how it is actually a viable career path just as being a doctor is or a lawyer is uh, i think that'll probably go the farthest with um you know even encouraging our youth to pursue entrepreneurship yeah, and you know what? For me, it's it's not necessarily even entrepreneurship, but just pursue something you love. Period. Exactly. You know, oftentimes, man. You know, I'm 26 as well, so you know we we know how it is growing up, kind of rough and, and not really with too much, but uh, you know, kind of spoiled in a way, at least on my end. But for the most part, you know, when it came to adults encouraging kids to you know be somebody and. And, and be someone who they admire, who they who they love, and, and you know, have a career where they don't mind doing it for the rest of their lives, right? Mm-hmm. But when when the kids say what they want to do or how they want to do it or express what they want to do, even you know, going into a more serious note from middle to high school, when those ideas and that energy needs to be curated, it's shunned. You know, it's like no, you need to go to business class or business school, or you need to do this or do that like everybody tell you you know uh everyone like everyone wants to tell you their definition of what success should be mm-hmm. exactly you know and I, I i think that's so dangerous for a child especially adolescents knowing that why are you trying to not only control the environment where i'm learning but you're also trying to control my expression and and, and my direction of where i want to go you know it's, it's almost like you know, like I said this on my podcast before, how so many people who haven't chased a dream, so many people who who don't even have one or, or had one, 
you know, or, or took a chance on themselves are out here encouraging children to not take a chance on themselves. They're, they're deflecting that same energy. And I think that's just not a, a great culture that we've molded for our youth uh, here in the States, you know? Yeah, no, I 100% agree. And just even to your last point, like I'll share a really funny story. So when I, I actually went to college for about four semesters before dropping out, and um, mm-hmm. in college, I took this entrepreneurship 101 class, right? And so I walked in, you know, my professor was talking, all that stuff. And I just kind of raised my hand and I just wanted to know the background on my professor. So I asked my professor, like, hey, I know you're teaching like entrepreneurship 101. Like, what's your entrepreneurial experience? And this guy basically went on to say that he's never even started his own business ever. And he has no real entrepreneurship experience besides what he reads from the textbooks and the magazines. And that was like my point where I was like, man, how can someone teach us about something in a university? They don't even. <laughs> and hasn't even done it. Like, I'm out of here. Like, You're right. Drop out. This is crazy, right? And so it's super funny because that's how it goes sometimes. Like, all these people are preaching and sharing and talking about things, even though they haven't even done it. They don't even have that experience, right? And it's crazy. Right. And, and for me personally, it's like, you know, that that's that's my main that's my fine line with it all right when it comes to not only education but just people you know having the spirit to jump out and have faith and do something different right Mm -hmm. we're we're often taught that uh we should run from our challenges you know a lot a lot of times our parents try to give us a safety net or safeguard us our teachers try to you know shun us from the truth of, of really of the real education and things of that nature but for me, it's like, hey, you know, give me my fears head on, you know, encourage kids to face their fears head on and don't be afraid to fail. I think, too, in our education system, we, we've been programmed so long that failure is bad. You failed a test. You didn't do this right. You didn't do that right. You didn't get this percentage on this. You know, they just embedded in us uh, the wrong competitive spirit. You know, if you're going to compete, you know, be the best you encourage kids to go into lanes that best suit them, not what suits you or you think they should do. You know, just I just wish people would stop trying to control every dynamic of people's lives. Right. Because what happens with that is people don't pursue a challenge. People are afraid. People get shallow on themselves. They doubt themselves. And just how you just alluded to earlier, how your parents are telling you what an entrepreneur means. And, you know, are your parents entrepreneurs? I don't want to get out of line to anything. Uh, yes. Yeah, so actually, my dad is actually a business owner. He is actually an entrepreneur. So it was actually... actually That's my, the, the, the irony in that, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it actually wasn't my parents so much that said that. It was more like family, like uncles, aunts, people that weren't entrepreneurs, as well as like friends, you know, like family, friends, stuff like that. So the people actually yeah, that like, were calling it unemployed were had no business experience ever. That's what I mean. Like we, we live in an we live in a, an entitled society where these titles or these positions people have, they look down on people doing the opposite of what the system taught them for so long. You know, like they, they you know, you guys re- they looked at as degenerates or they looked at as deterrents or violent or all these stereotypes. You know what I mean? So can you just talk about breaking down your stereotypes and breaking down your barriers, uh, not only in business? But when it comes to your life practices. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I I think the two biggest barriers that I dealt with when I uh, began my entrepreneurial journey 
was one, I was 17 years old. So, you know, and I looked actually like I was 13, had this baby face going and all that <laughs> right. stuff. So just trying to break into the business world and being taken serious was like a constant struggle, right? Like even in my TED talk, I kind of talk about it, how the first ever meeting I scheduled with a real estate company to make their website, the owner of the company looks at me when I walk into the office and he goes, wait, are you looking for someone's dad? Like, whose kid are you? And that's like the first taste of the business world I got at 17. So one of the biggest obstacles was, I know I'm young. How do I you leverage my youth as an asset rather than a liability to make the mm-hmm. best of it? And it took some time to really figure that out. And it became like, look, I'm selling websites. I'm selling social media. Like, this is my generation. Like, I grew up with it. I kind of just like adapted to this technology versus my counterparts that are 40 plus that are selling you on this stuff. They went to school for it or took an online course. Or they're trying to learn this stuff. So I was like, you know, I bring a fresh new perspective because I'm part of the generation that got it. And that was like my aha moment where, boom, it was like that moment was where once I understood that and I had that confidence and I went into meetings, I was killing it at like 17, 18 years old, mm-hmm. you know, closing deals with seven, eight figure businesses. So that was like one barrier that I definitely dealt with early on. And then the second one was just from kind of like a cultural standpoint. So I come from an Indian background. And for those of you who may not know this, being Indian, you have this massive weight on your shoulders from friends and family that you need to, that education is everything, right? Like traditional education. Yes, yes. So you have to get a degree. And if you're not a lawyer or a doctor or an engineer, then- Man, I work, you know, I I work with those college students from a background like yours, you know, not, not to cut you off, but I understand that like, that's just another layer of what I was talking about earlier as far as control, mm-hmm. you know, especially with me working specifically with law students, like in certain fields like engineering, law, medicine, uh, stuff like that, or even, you know, just the family business that that's projected. Like they're, they already got your future figured out for you. Yeah, exactly. Like, this is what you're going to do, you know, not what you want to do or what you think you want to do or going to try and fail. No, you're going to do this. And I'm paying for it because a lot of kids, you know, uh, their parents may pay for their college or whatever. So they feel like they're entitled to their dream. And, you know, you just kind of get caught up in another loop of control. So go ahead and keep elaborating on that, man. Yeah, no, you're 100% right. Yeah, like even even for me, like it was like almost like my given birthright from like my family and my parents was like, oh, you need to be a doctor or a lawyer. Like those are your only two options in life, regardless of you know, how good I may even be like 20 years down the road at something or how much I may enjoy something. It was like, oh no, all that stuff doesn't matter. That's all fun and games. You just go be a doctor or a lawyer or an engineer at worst, right? So there was all these like stigmas. So I was kind of like the very first person in my family where I was like, look, like college is whack to me, right? Like I don't see the value in um, going to college right now because I'm learning so much more and actually proving it outside of the classroom and I'm making more money than my professors are like why would I sit in a classroom learn about entrepreneurship or business from somebody that's never done it themselves and is just you know I'm not getting any value out of it so I made like the big decision where I told my parents and my family like look I gotta you know uh a lot of like anger disappointment all those you know kind of negative feelings from family and stuff like that so that was something where I had a definitely I kind of had like a chip on my shoulder where it was like okay like if if I fail it's not just like I'm failing you know for myself 
or not not fail but if i don't make it doing this it's not like i'm just not making it for myself it's like now i've got all these people that are kind of breathing down my neck that are like oh i told you this i told you that blah 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 so it really right. gave me a chip on my shoulder where it was like you know i'm gonna go out and i'm gonna do this because i know i can and so it was something that i kind of dealt with you know it was definitely hard not having that support system with you know the people that are the closest to you but i also attribute a lot of it to you know making me who i am today where i was able to really kind of uh be motivated by that and driven by that not only that man you know it takes a lot of courage to not give up on yourself mm-hmm. and then on the flip side of that it takes a lot of courage to you know believe what everybody else don't see or or feel you know what i'm saying it's hard to it's hard to express that especially when a lot of our families and generations before us we the society now isn't isn't traditional right and we're coming from other family backgrounds who have a strict traditionalist mindset they've been just everything they've been conditioned with has been traditional mm-hmm. go to school doctor lawyer uh go work for somebody else go you know pursue a career with a desk job or not you know it's just that's kind of the way mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so a lot of times i think that's why the gen- our generation and the generation you know over us and a little bit of the baby boomers where it's such a clash is because it's like hey we we need you guys to get out of the way right mm-hmm. teach us you know what did you really teach us for real when you know if you want to be honest the way they set everything up you failed more kids than you actually have you know succeeded them you, you know what i mean <laughs> you want to be honest you know so it's like hey we're making new ways we're creating our own lane we have the social media people can be their own entrepreneur at the touch of a button now you know like we we have leverage now you know that we can we have the option to do what we want to do literally and make money off of it sitting at home mm-hmm. you know but a lot of people still can adjust to that concept so they think you know you still have to go out and do what they have to do in order to be successful you know you know so can you just give us a few tips on uh what did you what did you do in order to you know make your way in, in, as far as success goes and how do you define success uh yeah absolutely so kind of it kind of cut out just a little bit on that first part i think you were saying something i got the last part where you said uh, kind of how do i define success but what was the part before that yeah just your tips on success like what did you do oh, okay. in order to you know uh, as far as a mindset uh get over the hump and pursue what you had to pursue to get what you had to get done yeah absolutely so what it really just came down to me to uh for me and i kind of credit a lot of this to uh Kobe Bryant cuz he was like my idol growing up like the mama mentality all that kind of stuff and for me when it just came down to entrepreneurship and being successful i just asked myself like what do i what do i want the most and how bad do i want it right so it was like okay video games they don't matter anymore oh going out and having fun with my friends doesn't matter anymore so it was really just reprioritizing my life where i just had to answer the tough questions right what does it what means the most to me and putting that at the forefront and really just pushing out all the other things aside so that was like step 1 for me to be successful and then second thing was it was like a constant reminder to myself cuz every day you know being an entrepreneur you go through these roller coasters 
and these uh you know tumultuous emotions and all this stuff and it was like constantly reminding myself like how bad do you want it and even to this day like the phone screen wallpaper i have is like this quote where it just says how bad do you want it and it was just like this constant reminder so i think the biggest thing for me from a success standpoint a mentality standpoint was just really erasing any cloud of distraction or doubt or anything like that and just every day reminding myself like why i'm doing this and what am i doing it for and that's really what just helped me you know uh, achieve success i think that's just like the bottom line of it there's just a lot of like you know consistency persistence unwillingness to give up no matter how tough things got but all of that stuff i felt like just came down to that bottom principle where i was like man i'm not giving up no matter what because i want this more than anything else in the world so that's kind of my biggest success mentality tip and then for me hey can you hear me again yeah i got you my man okay no it's all good uh i so i don't know how much of my answer was heard should i start over uh yeah i got i got your answer but i did okay. want to uh just go into the the aspect what do you define as success from a personal standpoint uh what is your definition of success that uh you can just kind of tell the people you know that that can impact them and, and let them know hey if i succeeded in this way you know maybe the way that i did it can help your ways you know just add on or add to what they're already doing as, as far as their uh their terms of you know their habits their rituals of how they succeed as well got it got it okay so the definition of success to me at this point in my life right now is i just want to live a life where i feel like i gave more than i took so just really applying that to almost anything whether it's you know friendships relationships business etc that's just kind of how i define success now mm and to me personally you know i think i think success in, in one aspect is not not going for what everybody else wants you to go for you know go for what you want to go for you know because especially coming from the inner city man where you know like the the environments that you win how short life is you know so it kind of gives you a perspective of why not why not jump out the out the gate and 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 try as many things as I can. I don't care if I fail or succeed at them. I just want to try as many different things as I can and take advantage of the freedom to do so. Mm-hmm. You know, not enough not enough people, you know, yeah, you can master one thing and be great at that. You know, I, I definitely uh encourage people to do that. But like you said earlier, you know, you'll get bored when you're a person who's creative and and wants to change so many different things and try different things and and that's the entrepreneurial spirit to me. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just jumping out and challenging yourself in new lanes and new industries. So can you talk about, you know, uh, what steps did you take that you can, you know, help other people with in terms of facing a challenge or facing adversity? Yeah, absolutely. So I think the biggest thing is like, no matter what path you go down, there's always going to be at least someone that's trying to put you in some sort of box, right? So for me, it was like, right. oh, I'm jumping into entrepreneurship, which means everyone's just going to be, you know, like com- completely cool with what I'm doing. I'm never going to have to deal with that and then boom, from day 1 it's like nope, I'm still even being put in a box as being an entrepreneur, right? It was like now 
now that I'm an entrepreneur, the other entrepreneurs would be like, oh, you lack focus because you want to do multiple things at the same time. And so I kind of came to the point where it was like, no matter what you do and where you do it and how you do it, there's always going to be someone that's going to kind of pull, right? So Mm-hmm. that was like one thing that you know I struggled with early on and it was like oh man like why is it like this why why can't I please everyone or whatever the case is and then just with kind of age and wisdom and experience it just came down to it as like no matter what it is that you do you could be like the greatest person in the world like you could take the most peaceful greatest mind greatest person in the world and he's still got haters right so for me it's always like I've just I've just kind of like over the years I've kind of really learned to adjust to that and it's kind of answered the point about kind of like um how I kind of dealt with uh six I mean obstacles and adversity uh, adversity and all that good stuff so for me it was just like a mindset thing right so I really treat failure as an event not as a definition so I can only I'm the only person in the world hmm. that can define myself as a failure and I'll explain how if I fail today at 1.30 p.m., let's say California time, and I say, forget this, I give up, I'm done, I am now allowing myself to define myself as a failure at whatever it is that I attempted. So if I'm like, oh, I want to make 100 three-pointers today in the backyard and I don't do it and I give up, it's like, okay, I allowed myself to quit, so I'm giving myself the definition that I am a failure today. But I define failure always in my mind as an event okay so what i fell on my knees and i scraped my knees right doing something right it just That's happened right. at 1 30 p.m if i get back up i learn from that mistake or that failure i take something out of it and i start again well i'm not you can't define me as a failure because i haven't failed my most recent time yet you don't know it's unknown it was just something that happened on a certain day in a certain time so that's really how I dealt with obstacles and adversity and that's still what how I deal with it every day you know every day something gets thrown your way and you got an option or you got a choice to make at that point is am I going to really allow this to define me for the rest of my life like do I want to be 80 years old looking back on this and having regret that why didn't I get back up that one time absolutely not right so that's the way I've always looked at it is like what's my future self going to say about this is he going to be happy that I'm yeah. doing right now no right now so that that's just kind of how I've always dealt with you know adversity obstacles challenges all that stuff and they come every day and you know it, it doesn't get any easier it's just a mindset change if you if you just make it in your mind that failure isn't even an option then mm-hmm. eventually it's that's not that's not what you're thinking about because when something goes wrong nowadays it's not like oh, should I give up? It's like, how the heck are we going to tackle this problem and keep moving forward? So that's yeah, optimism. Just that, exactly. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very big on optimistic person. You know, I never uh, let things get me down too long because I've never seen the advantage in it. You know, I've never seen the advantage of sitting, sulking, crying, complaining. And, you know, like like just like you, I always had a chip on my shoulder. You know, I always had this extra like I gotta prove something or prove myself or you know I gotta make something happen or make something shake like you know I just can't be dormant or be too stagnant in one thing or one lane or one way of thinking I love to to read and engage in other people's thoughts because I felt like the the to me another layer of success is perspective right mm-hmm. you can look at failure just like how you said you know I failed earlier today or that was yesterday but what about today it's a new hour. It's a new. It's a new minute. It's a new week. You feel me? It's a new year. Like we have to always be optimistic about our failures as well, and grow from it, and learn and learn from it. And that way, you know, when we do do mentorship or work with the youth, 
or encourage people to do things that they love there's a story behind what built you to handle what comes with that because we all know that when you go into a lane and, and it's unfamiliar to other people it'll make other people uncomfortable and yeah it'll make you uncomfortable but that's the challenge the, you already face the fear of just doing it so you've already done, done it you started it and it's about just continuing the process of learning how to take you know the bruises and bumps with you know the accolades with the achievements with the congrats with the you know all the perks mm-hmm. yeah so no, I really feel like yeah I feel like that is the ultimate key man you just you hit you hit that on the money man it's really about how 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 bad do you want it what is your mindset towards your happiness right because that's what it's about at the end of the day you want to be happy doing what you're doing so what length are you willing to go through what trials and tribulations are you willing to go through in order to obtain that peace and that happiness uh and that freedom to do what you want to do you know Mm -hmm. yeah 100 percent. you're totally right about the whole happiness thing because uh uh, one of the biggest things that I also like, you know, a lot of people think about like another stigma of entrepreneurship and a lot of people even tell me today, it's like, oh, you're an entrepreneur because you just want, you're greedy and you want to make a lot of money. And I'm like, no, that's not what makes me happy. Like money's great, but it doesn't make me happy. Right. It doesn't put a smile on my face or change my emotion. What makes me happy and why I became an entrepreneur was for freedom. Right. I didn't want somebody yeah. telling me what to do, when to do it and how to do it. And that's why I'm an entrepreneur, because if tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. I decide I want to go on a hike or I want to go grab breakfast I go grab breakfast mm-hmm. ain't nobody telling me no and that's why I'm an entrepreneur is the freedom and the ability to do whatever I I want to do and even with that in mind like I'd much rather work you know 18 hours a day getting paid nothing for myself than working eight hours a day for somebody else getting paid by them so that's that's Man, kind of the 12 hours 16 hours <laughs> yeah <laughs> So I'm really glad you mentioned the happiness thing because, yeah, everybody's got their different why. And as long as your why makes you happy, then that's all that matters. Yeah, man. You know, I, I, I think these principles need to be taught more to the youth, man, because, you know, for so long, even that, that even gets projected from adults. Right. It's like do this in order to make us proud. It's a it's a. It's a subconscious selfishness that I don't think people realize that they have what they do. It's just something that's just been instilled in us, you know, or at least the people before us where it's like, hey, you go to school to be that doctor or that lawyer, that'll make the family look successful. That'll make us look like proud parents and we did a great job. But hey, if I try entrepreneurship or I do something I love and I go through the trials and failures, you got to look at me the same. Mm-hmm. You, you got to support me and, and, and put the effort behind me just the same as if I was going to college, you know, I, I just think that the people before us weren't encouraged. They, they weren't encouraged enough, man. They weren't supported enough or they didn't have, you know, they, they didn't have people to guide them to other directions of what success can be and look like, you know. And I think that's why uh, the millennial demographic like us mm-hmm. constantly get into a clash with uh, our predecessors is because, you know, we're like, hey, we're not sticking with one job. You know, we're not we're not doing this or just settling for that. Or, you know, we, we're done with, you know, being bigots and tyrannies and all that racist stuff. Like, that's... Where has that gotten us? Yeah, <laughs> as exactly. a society and as a culture. Like, what... Everything that y'all built or stood for before us has really been whack. Like, it really hasn't done nothing for communities. It hasn't done nothing for humanity, for nature, for society, really. Like, if anything, you know, it's 
outputted people like G, who was like, hey, I'm not, you know, the system failed me and I'm not going to go into the system and fail again. So I'd rather succeed in, in my own way, in my own right, and take control of my life than let somebody else take control of my idea of what uh, success is or what, you know, being a valuable person and contributing to society is, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, 100%. Like, the, I feel like the idea of thinking for yourself nowadays has become a foreign thought. Like, ever since you're a baby... Man, say that again, man. Oh, yeah, God. seriously. Like, the idea of thinking for yourself nowadays is literally a foreign thought. Ever since the day that you're born, somebody is constantly telling you what to do and how to do it from your parents. Then it becomes your school teachers. Then it becomes your coaches and your teachers in high school. Man. Then it becomes your corporations. Then it becomes <laughs> your boss. And then it becomes like the nurse at your retirement home, like nonstop. Man, right? <laughs> Literally from A to Z, you're told exactly what to do and how to do it. And so eventually after 15, 20 years, the youth, they turn their brains off. They turn their own thinking power off. It's like, oh, I don't have to think for myself. Someone's always doing it. I'm just going to sit here like a robot and wait for my next instruction. And so everybody just turns mm. that switch off. And then they live this life of almost like monotony where they're just told what to do. And they just kind of become oblivious to everything else that's out there, the unlimited potential that's out there. And I think it's it's a lot of that, you know, like I remember like, you know, like I, I was reading about like history and stuff like back in the day of like cavemen and stuff like that. Like cavemen didn't baby their children like to that super extent telling them what to do and stuff. These babies were born and they would be out in the wild in the jungle and in caves doing their own thing, pretty much surviving for themselves from as young as a couple months old. And that's how they develop the ability to think for themselves, to fend for themselves, et cetera. And nowadays it's like, man, like people don't, people are scared if, you know, their kid is upstairs and they're downstairs and it's like, oh man, I need to control. I need to, I need to tell them to come down and sit next to me. So I feel like all these like thoughts are just made to happen, but unnaturally they're being blocked because a figure of authority is coming there and saying, nope, don't do this. Don't do that. I I get what you mean. Yeah. I get it because it's like, yo, what then look you, the epiphany is right because eventually your spirit is going to say something to you mm-hmm. right and i think a lot of people need to dig deeper into that like get into you you got to tap into your spirit what is your what is your spirit telling you you know it's going to get to a point where the child the your girl or your, your husband or you know your parents the the, the schools and all of that like everybody you're going to get to a point where you're tired of hearing everybody else and you're going to have to listen to yourself you're going to have to. That's that's one of the hardest things to do. Like you said earlier, that voice has been shut down and shut off so long mm-hmm. for you to even pull out and, and get, you know, and, and get that out of your system and get that out of your mind. That, that takes a lot, man. It takes courage, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It exactly. takes courage to be the real you, to tap into the real you, to tap into uh, to self, to, to master yourself. Right. To not be afraid of everyone else and, and, and just take charge and and strive for that greatness that's always been there. That's what's on your heart. We got to get back into what's on your heart, what's on your spirit. Yeah, 100 percent. Because, you know, so many people, man, just out here weighed down and you can see it. You know, G, I know I know you outside, man. You see you see the anxiety and you see the depression. You see the sadness on people. Oh, yeah. 100 percent. You feel me? It's, it's, it's almost like you. You navigating through this world, and it's like yo, people still out here being controlled by other people's narratives, and 
you, you know what I'm saying? It's just yeah. it's it's crazy, man. Yeah, no. You know, so can you talk about the future, the future of entrepreneurship? What do you see the future of uh of, of business men and women looking like? Yeah, absolutely. So I do think a lot of it is on the incline. And the way I say it is like pretty much like I feel like from business down to employees to school has always kind of almost been like a monopolized system. And back in the day, yeah, like the 40s, for sure. 50s, stuff And like capitalized. That. Yeah, exactly. And so back in like the 40s and 50s, it was like this thing where these few select people knew this secret of how to really live life or how to not even live life, but like how to create something on their own and they decided just keep it yeah, something outside of the system outside yeah. of the system and they kept it a secret so it was a lot of like inheritance type of stuff right like this guy would find yep. create a big corporation yeah. then his son or his daughter and his family takes it over so it's like this little secret that maybe less than one percent of the people knew and there was no television that was sharing this stuff social media nothing like that like the idea all the media out there back in the day was controlled right like you want to send a telegram to someone it's going to take them you know, uh, two weeks to get it. And then from the time they get that mail or whatever it is uh, that's brought to them, then for them to share it to like 10 other people is going to take them another like couple weeks. Whereas today mm. I can post something on social media. I got maybe 20,000 followers on my Instagram. Maybe about 500 of them will see it before dinner tonight. Like think about that. Like how quickly I can spread them. Yeah. The impact, right. And the impact. And now yeah. if five of those people share it to their following we might be talking thousands of people being able to understand or grasp a concept. So I feel like the mm-hmm. future of entrepreneurship is very bright for that reason, because the cat is slowly coming out of the bag that hey, it is. you can create something on your own. You don't have to be special. You don't have to be a genius. You don't need a bank account with millions of dollars in there, or a Harvard degree. You just need to want it bad enough and be willing to do whatever right. it takes to do it. And you can make it happen. So I do think that the future yeah. of entrepreneurship is in good hands and that, you know, because the cat is coming out of the bag and, you know, people like myself, people like you, all these people that are spreading good messages and putting it into society, eventually it's going to be put out so often that it's going to kind of break through those barriers and those like uh, engravings that people have marked in their head and slowly they're going to start realizing, like, yeah. oh, maybe I should try this. Maybe there's some truth to it. And so I'm super happy for this. Yeah. Yeah, to, for me too. It's like what we want to do is keep building curiosity, right? We still mm-hmm. we want to we want to build people's intuitiveness to try things, and I think that's our job as people in general. We want to encourage people to say, "Hey, yeah, I was successful at this. Yeah, I did that, and I run this company or that company." But ultimately, it's to encourage you, right, to do the same, you know, but in your own way, with your own version of jumping out there, with your own version. Of taking a chance and being risque and you know what is your version right and that's what yeah. we want to encourage people not only on this platform but just as individuals we want we want people to say hey man he encouraged me and inspired me to do things my way mm-hmm. you know and that's why i got you that's why i got you on the show man and have these people on because there's a journey there's a journey that we all go through and it's a process we all can't escape to get to that peace, that happiness, and that success that we want to define. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. You know, so Jeep, man, I, I really appreciate you bringing your knowledge and, and bringing um, so much to the show. Before we wrap up, can you talk about your journey of motivational speaking and, and what made you uh, want to hit the stage of TEDx and uh, just inspire people with your words in general? Yeah, absolutely. So I think for me, um, the biggest thing was kind of like how I kind of mentioned uh, way back when we first started about how I got into entrepreneurship. If Richard Branson or somebody else out there that was living an entrepreneur life 
didn't go out there and put out that content that inspired me and kind of made me inquisitive and curious to find out what it was all about, I might never be an entrepreneur today. I might have been doing some job I hate, living an unhappy life and not, you know, mm-hmm. finding my purpose. So for me, it became evident that, you know, the people ahead of me at my time left all this information for me and did all this great stuff for me. So it's like in my DNA and my human nature where I'm like, man, I got to take what they gave me. I got to take my own version of it and Mm spit it back out to the next generation or the next group of people that need it. And that's really why, you know, I I go out and I do motivational talks. I'll do uh, TEDx talks, even just come on podcasts and stuff like that. For me, it's never about like, oh, I'm not trying to tell you about my business and sell you my business and my services and all that stuff. I'm trying to sell you on the dream. Like, look, if a regular kid from sunny California could do this, so can you. So that's, that's been kind of like my motivation and my driving factor is like, man, it changed my life. And I love to see other people's lives change them doing what they love and having smiles on their face. So that's really my why mm-hmm. for why I share all this stuff and do that. And I mean, uh, the biggest piece of advice that I can uh, leave for people is, if you've got something that itches away at you, because everybody's got that itch, something that they go, man, what if I did this? What if I tried that? What if I went after yeah, All those questions, right? Exactly. <laughs> so if, if you've got a little bit of an itch, let me tell you the biggest mistake that you can make is never letting that itch out and not even giving it a shot. I'm not telling you to quit your job, drop out of school, nothing like that. But if everybody has a little bit of free time. And if you just take a small fraction of that free time and just do something correlating to what it is that you really want to do that itch inside of you i promise you it might change your life just give it a shot you never know yeah not only change your life man but it'll change your mindset it'll change your spirit energy it'll change it'll change the people around you who doubted you and give them an energy and sense of self to do something that they always wanted to do even if you still work a job or whatever you still can take a chance outside of that and uh and do what you need to do in, in order to better your happiness and better your space and, and better the things that you just always wanted to do. We, we live in a society now where we can do that, man. Like, I don't think enough people, like I was referring to earlier, can grasp, that, grasp the concept of we can access people at the touch of a button now around the world mm-hmm. at any given moment. Yeah, exactly. That's special. You know, a lot of people utilize it in the wrong way, but that's very unique. And if we all just tap into our gifts and our passions... And uh, put that same energy on these platforms. There's no telling the amount of successes that we can have and people we can inspire. You know, so G, go ahead, man, and shout out your social media and uh, your businesses, things of that. You know, where people can reach you and uh, things of that nature. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, yeah, if anybody wants to reach me on social media, my handle is at the G Banerjee, spelled J E T B A N E R J E E, and I'm most active on Twitter and Instagram. And then if somebody wants to contact me or anything like that, they can go to my website, which is just my first and last name, jeepanergy.com. And um, yeah, I mean, the main company that I'm focused on and really growing and building right now is a company called The Income Incubator. And it's pretty much just an academy where Mm -hmm. we help jumpstart people who are interested in entrepreneurship by teaching them some business models, putting them in kind of like groups. And um, basically, it's just a community of entrepreneurs helping each other, new entrepreneurs helping each other. Uh, kind of feeding off of all that stuff and we have a lot, a lot of business courses modules teaching stuff like that so that's the main business i'm working on right now but uh yeah thank you so much for having me man it was a blast yes thank you man thanks for your insight and your knowledge this is the ignorant intelligent podcast with my guy Jeet. 
you know, man, much success to you, much much uh, love to you, man, and what you're doing in life and uh, what you're continuing to do. And I look forward to building with you outside of the show, man. So I appreciate you for coming on once again. Yeah, absolutely. It was my honor, man. And uh, yeah, absolutely. Likewise, to your success, happiness, and uh, just absolutely killing it, man. Thank you. I appreciate it, man. Ignorant Intelligent Podcast. Thanks, G. Thank you.